with that. And I'm not sure how long we'll be tonight. Connie is going to be speaking at uh, PK's uh, Bible study tonight as well. At, at uh, be eight o'clock our time. It'd be seven o'clock uh, Yuma time. Uh, so uh, we've got a, our time tonight has to allow for that as well. So yeah, we got enough time. Yeah. So I'm going to start. There's some things that I've been thinking about a lot. You know, when in the Scripture, in the Bible, we call it the Bible. It's really the Word of God. But there's not a better word for it, better word for us to describe it in the flesh than call it the Bible. But it's the Word of God, and in the Word of God, there are there are movements in the Word of God that must begin to be recognized uh, in us. Because as God moves in that word in our hearts, it begins to establish many, many things that are ordered of the Lord uh, in Christ Jesus. So if I'm reading, and we already talked about uh, one of them tonight in when, when God uh, sent Moses to deliver Israel out of Egypt, but way before that, God is, and I've used this word before, and I'm going to continue to use it much. God is a covenant-making God. In other words, a covenant is, another word for covenant is, is the word testimony. So God is establishing the testimony of Jesus Christ in all of us. The establishing of the testimony of Jesus Christ is God making covenant with you. And, uh, and it becomes very important. So like just like we were talking about in Second uh, Corinthians chapter 12, when Paul said, Doubtless I will come to uh, visions and revelations of the Word of God. That is the inspiration of the Holy Ghost working in your mind to establish that testimony of Jesus Christ. So it becomes very important to us that when I'm reading the Word of God, I am seeing God move in His Word to establish many, many things, and they become foundational to our, our mind because without a foundation, or uh, for a lack of a better word, without the steadfastness of a sure foundation, we will miss the opportunities that God is bringing to us by the Holy Ghost. We can, th- we can say we have the Holy Ghost and we can uh, inquire of, of the Word of God for many things, but if it's not bringing us to the place where we're seeing God move through the power of his word and establishing the word of God in our thoughts, then we are not rooted and grounded. We're missing it. And being rooted and grounded in the foundations of God's word become uh, the paramount objective of God to build his house or to build his church. So we can talk about being the church of God, but if I foundationally don't know the word of God, then how can I build a church? How can I have? How can God build the church thereon? So, we know that Jesus Christ is the chief cornerstone, and we know that uh, the word that the uh, apostles and prophets bring to us begin to establish the foundation. So, all of it begins to work together for our good to establish those things in our minds, so that we know we become the building house of God. We become the temple of the living God. So. Uh, in those things, then, uh, it becomes very important to us to see that even in uh, the Gospels of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, was it not significant that we see uh, the birth of Jesus Christ? 
Was that not significant in the Word of God? Right? So in all four Gospels, you see the birthing of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. So that should be significant in our thought realm, right? That should be, well, I know that Jesus Christ was born in the earth, and he came to establish uh, the Word of God in me so that the performance of the Word could take me into the kingdom of heaven and take me into uh, the moving of the Holy Ghost. How could Jesus, I mean, how else can it happen if Jesus wasn't born? The other thing that had to happen was what happened to Jesus? If he was born, he had to die. And in that death, he, is, he, he finished everything that the Father established from the beginning. He finished it all. So that now every thought, every provoking, every stirring up, every uh, chastisement, everything that works for our good is now being established by the Word of God in us through the, the birth, the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. It's all there. So how many of you know that Jesus Christ was resurrected in heaven? Before time began, before we knew time here, Jesus Christ was resurrected in heaven. In other words, that's why Jesus, when the disciples came to him and said, teach us how to pray, and he said, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven, because it was done in heaven first. Everything that Jesus came to establish in the earth was done in heaven first. All of it. That's why the plan of God for us becomes so significant, because where, we, where were we first before we were here? We were with the Father in heaven. And so... God knows, and we have heard it said before, that we were told these things before. What happened to them? We forgot. So, in the forgetting then, what God is doing today is reestablishing that thought so that you can no longer have an excuse to say you forgot. You can't say you forgot if you believe in Jesus Christ. Although we say it, don't we? Let me, let me bring you to something here. So I said all that to say this tonight, and I hope I don't go too long here. I want you to turn with me to the first chapter of the book of Acts. And everybody should have, I'm not going to say everybody. Most people, most of us have a pretty good anchor in our minds about what these things are saying in Acts 1 and 2, correct? So let's just refresh in our minds what's taking place in Christ Jesus in this word, shall we? Until the day which Jesus was taken up to after that, he through the Holy Ghost had given commandments unto the apostles whom he had chosen. So when Jesus spoke to the apostles whom he had chosen, how, what was the word? How did the word come to them? How did it say it? By the Holy Ghost. So who's the Holy Ghost? Jesus. They're the same. They're one, right? Jesus made that very clear in John 17. That I and the Father are one. I am the Father. 
I am the Son. I am the Holy Ghost. I am one. That's what he came to establish so that there would be no question in the mind of the believer about who the God is that they serve. And that his name, there's only one name in heaven and earth, and that name is what? It's Jesus. That name is Jesus, the Messiah. Jesus, the anointed one. Jesus, the Christ. Amen? Until the day in which he was taken up, after that he, through the Holy Ghost, had given commandments unto the apostles whom he had chosen, to whom also he showed himself alive after his passion, by many infallible proofs, being seen of them for 40 days and speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. So did he come just to have lunch with them and tell them that, hey, I survived, I'm okay? No. He started his ministry coming out of Galilee, saying, repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand. Now he is resurrected. He's walking with them for 40 days in the power of the resurrection. And he is telling them, directing them to the kingdom of heaven. Every word that comes out of the mouth of Jesus Christ and every word that comes out of the mouth of his apostles is to direct the mind to the kingdom of heaven where is eternal life. There is no other place that God has chosen for you to dwell in than the kingdom of heaven. Even in the Old Testament, when God sent the law through Moses, the law was to teach the children of Israel how to live in the kingdom of heaven. That's why it was sent. That's why Moses was a Christ raised up to deliver the law to the children of Israel, to teach them how to live in the promised land, the kingdom of heaven. Very powerful. But see, in our mindsets, our or we have spirits that live in our mindsets that cause us to disannul or to doubt or not to see what the Word of God is ascribing in the thought realm for us to live in the kingdom of heaven and being assembled together with them. So now Jesus is with them. He's assembled with them. Commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem. But Now listen. But wait for the promise of the Father, which... Jesus said, you have heard of me. So he told them, I mean, you look at the Gospel of John, right? Did he tell them about the Holy Ghost in the Gospel of John? Well, he didn't call it the Gospel of John, just so you know. It didn't become the Gospel of John until it was penned of John. Right? It was just the Word of God. So he told them in the Word of God that, you're going to, this Holy Ghost that I am, you're going to receive it. And when you receive the Holy Ghost, you're going to remember everything that I told you. So if you will, if you will linger in the word that I'm giving you, if you will let it stay in your minds, if you will stay in the light of the word of God, you shall receive the Holy Ghost. And when you receive the Holy Ghost, every word that we've talked about for the last three and a half years, you're going to remember it. And all those words are going to begin to add to you, add up in you, and you're going to begin to see the kingdom of God. And when you see it, you will know 
that I am He. And the testimony of Jesus Christ shall reign in your thoughts forevermore. That's pretty powerful. That is pretty darn powerful. So why are we always provoked then to walk in the Word of God, to keep the sayings of Jesus, to do all these things? Because it, b- believing it opens the door to the kingdom of heaven. It is there for us. And we, I'll, I'll be honest with you, you, we cannot disannul the Word of God because it is the Word of God. We will enter in. For John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days hence. So, is Jesus now directing their minds to something greater than what they've been with? Jesus told them, I, I, I've been with you, but I shall be in you. He told them that. I've been with you, but now I shall be in you. We even know from the book of Colossians that the Apostle Paul is given credit for writing. Actually, it's the Word of God, right, Frankie? So, in the Word of God, we know that it's Christ in you that becomes all your hope of glory. It becomes all of it. Knowing the Christ that is in you. Because if you will know the Christ that is in you, then won't you know where you came from? Because who has the testimony of the Son? The Father. And who has the testimony of the Father? The Son. And the two are one. So now, I, when I receive the Holy Ghost, by commandment, by commandment from heaven, I am now a witness that the two have become one. That should blow our minds. Because we struggle with, I mean, I myself have struggled at many times. Well, is the word do I have, is it, is it God's word or is it my own? And I, I talk to myself that way. Doubting that the word that I have from heaven is a word from the Father. Doubting the witness that came by the inspired Word of God through the Holy Ghost, John. It's time to stop it. And tell that devil to get out of your mind. And let the believing of God begin to work effectually to where your mind becomes the mind of Christ. Let me go on. When they were therefore come together, they asked of Jesus, saying, Lord, will at this time thou restore again the kingdom to Israel? (laughs) So here's one of those mindsets, right? Their, Their perception is still outward. Their perception is is in a place that needs the inspiration of God to come to it so that it takes those questions out of it and they are asked no more. Yeah, like someday, or or like what Mary's when when Martha was asked of Jesus, do you know that I'm the resurrection? Well, in the last day, Lord, no, 
God is now working in a way through, the, through His Son, Jesus Christ, to remove those questions out of our mind. Now, it's important that they're there. Don't get me wrong. It's just, it's, but it's time that God, we have to perceive now that God has timed it, so the time is now for those questions to be answered and taken out of the way. Isn't that, isn't that awesome? Because we all have questions like that every day. And he said to them, now listen to this. It is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father hath put in his own power. So there are things that God knows that you're not ready to deal with. Did you hear that? There are things that God knows in his power that you're not ready for. But you will be. But you shall receive power. Right? You shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. So when you receive the Holy Ghost, what will you have? Power. What kind of power? Okay. Jesus power. What was Jesus capable of doing? Right? Could Jesus cast out evil spirits? Could Jesus heal the sick? Could he make the lame to walk? How about heal the broken heart? Could he make the blind to see? Do we even understand what those healings are? All of our perception of it is outwardly in a physical body. I'm going to be honest with you. And we still, many of us still perceive it in our minds even as that today. I'm going to tell you that the power that Jesus is giving to you in the Holy Ghost is far greater than anything you could recognize in an earthly body. Far greater. It's the greater things that Jesus was sent to establish in the minds of those who would believe. And the power that He unleashes in the mind through the power of the Holy Ghost is the power of Jesus Christ Himself working in the heart to overcome every evil work that keeps you from entering into the kingdom of heaven. Let me go on. But you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Now listen. Now listen closely. And you shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and unto the uttermost parts of the earth. So where's that earth at, John? It's in your heart. It's that world within. It's that, that, it's that eternity that God has put in your heart as a mystery. And in the power of the Holy Ghost, that mystery is going to be made known. It's going to be revealed. And as it becomes revealed, and the hidden things in the darkness of it, become manifest 
Isn't that the man of sin? As they become manifest, the power of the Holy Ghost is going to put them under your feet. And you shall rule over them in power. Wow. Sure, all of it, John. Every wicked imagination that exalts itself against the, the knowledge of God. It takes it into captivity. Puts it under his feet. That's power. And when he had spoken these things, while they beheld... Okay, so he said it, right? He said it. You wait here in Jerusalem. You tarry here together. You tarry here in one thought. And as you tarry here in one thought, praying that the kingdom of heaven is at hand, the Holy Ghost is going to come upon you. He gave them that thought. And then before their very eyes, because he put them in the power of the Holy Ghost, he put them in the power of his own right hand. What did they see? They saw him taken up into heaven. They saw him taken up. And the cloud received him out of their sight. And while they looked steadfastly toward heaven, as he went up, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel, light, which also said, You men of Galilee, why stand you here gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus is taken up from you into heaven, shall so come in like manner as you have seen him go into heaven. Wow. This is... Put yourself in the mindset of the apostle. And as you saw him go up, so shall you see him come again. That's powerful. So, they went to the upper room that Jesus had appointed, right? In other words, 120 of them were assembled in one place together, in the same mind. The Bible says one accord, correct? One mind, one heart, hearing the word of Jesus Christ, hearing the word that he had said to them, staying in the thoughts that God had set in their minds and their heart to receive the Word of God. They stayed in it. And all at once, they began to hear a sound. The Bible says it was a sound from heaven. like a rushing, mighty wind. The moving of something greater than themselves in their minds. Anybody ever been close to a fire and hear the sound of a fire? 
It's awesome. Fire creates its own wind. So when Moses approached the burning bush, he entered in to the wind of God by that fire. And God began to sanctify his mind in the truth that had been given. And as he stayed in it, did he hear the name of God? I am that I am. Likewise, they also began to hear God speak. They began to hear the words of Jesus Christ. God sent. And it began to catch their mind on fire. And they could see the fire from heaven light upon each one. And as they saw it light on each one, all of a sudden the mysteries of God began to be revealed even as Jesus had promised them. And they began to testify and be witnesses of the wonderful works of God. <laughs> Listen. These things are not written mythically for us. These things are written truthfully for us. So, what did Jesus command them to do? Wait until you receive the promise of the Father. Waiting doesn't mean they were doing nothing. Waiting means that they stayed in the Word of God that He empowered to them to believe. And if they would stay in the Word that He empowered to them to believe, they would receive the Holy Ghost. And they would become witnesses of the wonderful works of God and they would know. They would testify. Jesus Christ, you likewise. I say these things tonight for your sake so that your testimony becomes the anointed Word of God. Not something that you do in and of yourself. It becomes the anointed Word of God where you know it's Christ in you speaking forth from the throne of the Father. And you perceive it, even in yourself, that this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. Can you say amen tonight? So I wanted to say these things to you tonight. More importantly, let Jesus Christ prove you in these things and let it be so with you. God bless you.